This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. A few years ago, promoters of real estate company Unitech diverted money of home buyers and banks to offshore tax havens. How did they do that? through something which is called related party transactions and unitech was not alone in this in the battle for good governance india inc keeps tripping over these three letters r p t that's related party transactions the promoters of dhfl have siphoned away a huge sum of 35000 crores out of or through the medium of related party transactions A rejected related party transaction blew the lid off the Satyam scam 10 years ago and in the past 2 years we've seen how RPTs have hurt leading companies ranging from Sun Pharma to ILNFS As per the forensic audit going on on Jet Airways hundreds of crores have been siphoned away through Jet Life and other related parties of Naresh Goel situated overseas SEBI has finally cracked down on this practice that has led to instances of corruption among corporates in India. Last November, SEBI changed the norms with respect to related party transactions, also known as RPTs. These norms came into effect from 1st April 2022, and not surprisingly, corporate India resisted this move. But SEBI stood its ground. So how do these norms affect companies and more importantly how does this affect you as an investor Find out all this and more From the Economic Times I'm your host Kiran Somanshi It's Thursday April 7th You are listening to Friends Family and Sebi on the Morning Brief In this episode I chat with Hitesh Gajaria senior partner KPMG India Sharad Abhyankar partner Khetan and Company and Jayan Gupta who is a former executive director of SEBI and is managing director of stakeholders empowerment services Together we decode the related party transactions their underlying problems how the regulator wants them to be governed now what challenges do companies face in complying with the new regulations and of course Why as investors we need to know about this issue Before we delve into what changes SEBI has brought about let's understand who is a related party and what are related party transactions Mr Gajaria explains these legal concepts in a simple manner Related party transactions or as they are colloquially known as RPTs they are transactions entered into by a person beat company partnership firm or any other organization in a sense with its related parties now what is related parties these could be a holding company subsidiaries associate companies shareholders beneficial interest owners directors partners etc related party transactions can be both cross border or domestic 
in a related party transaction you are not dealing with an independent third party in an uncontrolled world where you generally need to fight hard for every penny that you earn let me give you a simple example say a company is assembling mobile phones in india and it procures individual parts from its parent company which is based in an overseas jurisdiction say usa or china now these transactions that the indian company has with its overseas parent are related party transactions well these seem to be quite regular transactions being necessary for doing business so where does the problem arise what are the kinds of problems that pop up with such transactions mr gupta explains the problem comes from the various factors first is the transparency disclosures pricing and lastly the biggest problem with this the companies are unable to convince or tell the shareholder or they generally do not tell the shareholder that why they are going for a related party transaction and what other option they had considered and how they found the related party to be the best suited for the transaction i i will tell you that how law has been abused the first and first the subsidiaries have been used as a conduit for dodging the related party transparency and approval so till now what was happening that you have to have approval only when it is in the listed company so what the companies have been doing transferring resources from the parent company or listed company to a subsidiary which is not a listed company and since wholly owned subsidiary transactions are exempt from the existing related party transaction then the since the money has got transferred to the subsidiary and from there if you do related party transaction it was not to come to shareholder for approval i can tell you one very simple case mtech auto is a glaring example where entire resources of the company were diverted through un- unlisted wholly owned subsidiaries or partly subsidiary and foreign subsidiary so there is no transparency there is no approval required there is no disclosure so everything was happening and then at the end of the day you find that the company's resources have been siphoned off here's mr gajaria telling us what he thinks make for abusive rpts related party transactions in themselves are not abusive most of the times they may be deemed abusive only in cases where they enrich overall directly or indirectly the dominant or promoter shareholders at the expense of or to the prejudice of other stakeholders for example if minority shareholders interests are trampled upon or even in situations where revenue departments are deprived of their fair share of revenue let's say a company does an ipo to raise money for a particular objective thereafter through related party loans transactions etc money is transferred to certain private entities which are controlled by promoters the original objectives for which the ipo was floated 
tend to get delayed in their execution promoters have been seen to be undertaking transactions which apparently have no commercial real or real value but are meant to let's say cover up certain other deficiencies in private companies and these examples corporate india has witnessed right from the let's say most publicized infamous satyam case touchstones therefore to judge any related party transaction is to test first of all whether it's been undertaken for genuine business reasons and secondly whether such transaction has been executed on an arms length basis it is not surprising that rpts have been on the radar of the regulator for some time now in fact the ilnfs scam uncovered how the company had used its subsidiaries as a conduit to extend loans to related parties and other group companies this prompted sebi to include transactions by subsidiaries of listed companies also in the definition of rpts there have been differences between the co-promoters of indigo airlines over rpts involving one of them this issue brought out the need for detailed disclosures and greater scrutiny by the board committees the latest sebi amendments have now attended to those issues mr gajaria takes us through the major changes that sebi has made first of all a prior approval of shareholders is to be obtained in respect of all material related party transactions now they have defined a material related party transaction as those exceeding rupees 1000 crores or 10% of the consolidated annual turnover of a listed entity whichever is less and therefore a lot more number of transactions will now be covered another important change all those entities or individuals which are deemed to be promoter or belonging to the promoter group are now to be included in the definition of related party for the purpose of these regulations irrespective of shareholding whereas until now there was a 20% shareholding which meant that not every promoter or promoter group entity would automatically deemed their transactions to be related party transactions it was only if transactions with promoters who had at least 20% shareholding in the company those were covered also even a transaction with a third party that may indirectly benefit any related party will now be considered as a related party there is of course an increased onus on all independent directors and their approval is now required for all related party transactions well that's quite a widening of definitions and scope according to mr abhyankar these amendments make india one of the most stringent places in case of rpts we have become sort of the most stringent jurisdiction if i can call it 
because of this over expansion of the related party regime one of the a very significant challenge for which representation have also been made to sebi just consider where the holding company in india is a listed company and there are offshore subsidiaries these are not necessarily wholly owned subsidiaries there are other investors also involved and if those transactions of subsidiaries are going to be you know placed before the audit committee of the holding company one big challenge is what is that a uh, decision making that is expected from the audit committee when they are approving transactions or subsidiaries where holding company is not a party so that i think the the independent directors will find it very uh, uh, difficult to really comprehend and this is not the only challenge faced by the companies mr abhyankar points out a few more one is of course the compliance challenge you need to you know continuously review your list of shareholders list of related parties you must have a continuous communication with your subsidiaries to find out whether there are going to be transactions with related parties of the whole co so legal and secretarial department will be comp- on on their toes 24 by 7 365 days the other is a very different feature that has come in on related party transaction approval where the purpose and object of a contract is to benefit a, a related party so this is something which you have borrowed from uk uh, there was no indian equivalent previously so what is this object and purpose of a transaction how will it change our drafting of contracts that's something to be seen and the third one is the financial transaction the sebi requires a listed company to certify every 6 months that if there are loan transactions with related parties they are in the financial interest and here i think i have some ideological uh, you know conflict because when a company undertakes a related party transaction it is not necessary that it is only in the financial interest it may be a strategic transaction it may be supporting a subsidiary so i think that is something which some of the companies may find a little challenging to to deal with and there is also the issue of the threshold limit of rupees 1000 crore for seeking approval large companies are finding it cumbersome to seek shareholder approval for a transaction of rupees 1000 crore all three of our guests had interesting arguments to make listen in when you have companies in india which are having a turnover of 10 lakh crore or 15 lakh crore now for 15 lakh crore 10% is 1.5 lakh crore or for a company which has a turnover of 6 lakh crore 10% is 60000 crore now in 60000 crore you can buy almost all listed company except the top 100 company so you have to look into what is the indian scenario and then secondly we have been asking that how many transactions are there which has more than 1000 crore now that data is not there but i would say that even if somebody has to say how many transaction more than 1000 crore in all corporate india not more than 100 transaction or 200 transaction will be 1000 crore and that that is not a big number first of all lowering the threshold for shareholders approval in a very large conglomerate of indian companies which traditionally have always transacted not necessarily in an abusive manner but have always transacted within each other now if such threshold is lowered to only a 1000 crores almost repeatedly 
companies will need to take shareholders approval because it is not possible to predict every kind of transaction in the very beginning of the year and a certain amount of flexibility that the companies enjoyed up till now will certainly be lost the threshold of material rpt itself has been lowered from 10% of the consult turnover to uh, uh, 1000 crores i think it is too big for some of the companies too small for some of the companies but many companies are are really struggling maybe because they are at a very different phase of uh, growth or uh, scale of their operation but to put every related party transaction uh, of that size before shareholders where no related party can vote i think that companies are feeling a little bit under stress the other challenge is where the uh, regulation is still not very clear as to what happens to aggregation of transactions over a financial year so you may start with you know 10 crores 20 crores 50 crores 100 crores and so on and when you aggregate some of these transactions may be all done and dusted by the time you reach the 1000 crore limit and are you required to put only the incremental transactions to the shareholders for approval or are you required to approve all transactions which have already you know been transacted in the past but have now crossed the threshold in aggregate so that is one question which is still not answered formally by the regulators but this is a evolving uh, field and we will have to really see how it how different companies look at material modification of a related party transaction so companies effectively are not comfortable approaching the shareholders for their approval for every material transaction are they afraid that the shareholders are not likely to oblige or may act tough both mr gupta and mr abhyankar don't think that companies need to worry if you are confident that you are doing it in the interest of the company and the shareholder no shareholder will disapprove the transaction the problem is you want to rush through or push through a transaction where your intent may not be the right so wherever the problem of intent is there there would always be a issue say for example i have a company and there is a subsidiary which is totally dependent on the my company and subsidiary is also listed i am also listed now if there is a the no related party transaction between me and my subsidiary the whole concept of creating a subsidiary is gone so i when i approach the shareholder i will have to tell that this subsidiary was established because of this reason and this is the reason why the related party transaction is must if i go for a non related party transaction it will be costing much more it will be costing this problem transportation problem tax problem whatever it may be so the shareholder will approve the problem is that i want to push through the transaction without telling anything and then the whether it is at the board level or at the shareholders level i think how a company is able to bring out the justification or the benefit of the company in undertaking such a transaction if that is transparently made up made known to the decision makers i don't think it should be such a big challenge i know for a fact that for lack of transparency uh, or lack of adequate data in some cases proxy advisory firms have uh, really recommended voting against the related party transactions and they have 
managed to mobilize a lot of voting power to actually negate the related party transaction so that was that is of course one worry but i think what is the counterbalancing and why the company should not be worried in my opinion is that if you are transparent and if you are able to you know, really explain to the stakeholders why are you doing a transaction with a related party and what are those critical benefits advantages or privileges then i guess there is no reason to really worry with the voting pattern that will emerge at the shareholders uh, meetings so will companies shy away from rpts because of the increased compliance burden mr gajeria gives us a lowdown if related party transactions are for bona fide business purposes i don't see such transactions reducing merely because there is now an increased compliance burden yes certainly a company management board of directors especially those sitting in audit committees and independent directors are already gearing up to delve deeper into rpts understanding the regulations they are spending time with the company professionals as well as independent experts and legal firms to understand exactly the impact how do they not only understand the impact but how do they document and ensure that if there is any independent inquiry later down down the line that they are able to demonstrate that due process was followed so for example there are certain parameters now that all members of the board of directors especially members of audit committee and independent directors will need to be following so an obvious question is whether first of all the entity itself has already a standard operating process to ensure that all rpts are identified recorded and carried out and whether the entity itself maintains full and complete documentation to demonstrate that they have been carried out at arms length basis on so i think erudite and far thinking managed directors are gearing up big time to ensure that they comply with the new legislation not only in letter but also in spirit well the corporate governance landscape does appear brighter in fact as mr abhyankar points out increased transparency does seem to be the fundamental objective of the sebi's amendments the essence of the entire elodier amendment which is effective for april 22 is the enhanced transparency at all levels audit committee board and shareholders and i think in addition to that something which was not written in black and white but which was always essential to bring out very clearly what is the justification for related party transactions i think that is the the most foundational emphasis of the amendment that please explain at all levels why is a company entering into a related party transaction as compared to a unrelated party transaction so if it is of course justified on commercial reasons economic reasons any strategic reasons of course that there is no no reason to believe that at any of the uh, uh, stakeholders it will not get approved there are definitely several benefits of rpts 
whether it is technology support from a holding company or licensing of brand or even sharing resources especially in a globalized environment rpts are here to stay what we need to do is to encouraging value enhancing activities but definitely penalize the undesirable rpts which is what the current regulation is attempting companies are likely to steadily adapt to the new regulatory framework and this will improve their governance standards and investors are in for a whole lot of disclosures on the decisions taken by the companies to enter into their rpts interestingly certain transactions have been excluded from the rpt regulations these are csr contribution transaction with employees reimbursement of expenses appointment and remuneration of directors in the subsidiaries and corporate restructuring activities involving related parties hopefully we shouldn't see some ingenious companies employing creative ways of abusing these exempted transactions mr gajaria doesn't think so see overall in corporate india those transactions are hardly material i don't believe they will be the next uh, area of abuse if you will because these are genuinely transactions which every corporate needs to do and therefore i don't believe that these exceptions will provide more loopholes here's mr gupta highlighting the active role that a regulator has to play in plugging new loopholes a regulator is like a lawmaker which will always change the law breaker so there will always be gap between the two and whenever a new law is made people will work overtime to find a solution to that i i i would only say that the corporate india should ensure that they do things in such a manner that there is no need for further law making by sebi on this wishful note that's a wrap for today you are listening to friends family and sebi on the morning brief This episode was produced by my colleague Dia Rekhi from the Economic Times and Swati Joshi from Awaaz. Sound editor Varun Kapahi from Awaaz. Executive producer Arijit Barman. The Morning Brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you and have a good day. All clips used in this episode belong to the respective owners. Credits mentioned in the description.